Hello, lovely single mums, and thank you for joining this podcast where we'll be revealing the secrets to purchasing the right property. My name is Lucy Good, and I am the founder of Beanstalk, an online space dedicated to supporting and inspiring single mums from all walks of life. And today I have great pleasure in chatting to buyer's agent Michelle May. Michelle bought her first property when she was only 22 um, in Brighton, England, which is incidentally one of my favourite parts of the world. Um, After she'd bought this, she flipped properties for the next decade alongside her regular full-time job. Um, She came to Australia and had two children and that gave Michelle the opportunity to go for the job she had wanted to do all along, which was to help people buy better properties. Michelle lives in Sydney now and she runs her own boutique buyer's agency helping owner-occupiers as well as investors buy properties. Um, Being a mother to near teenagers, uh, same as myself, (laughs) she gives um, her insight to help parents with kids to plan ahead for the future when it comes to buying a home that will work once the kids are a bit older also. Um, Many of her past clients have been single mothers and so the experience of working with them and their particular needs has been invaluable and it helps Michelle work more effectively with her future clients. Whilst she makes sure the client's briefs are met, her underlying drive is to only buy quality properties that outperform the market in terms of capital growth, meaning that her clients can be assured their financial property future is safeguarded which we all want (laughs) welcome to the beanstalk podcast michelle thank you so much for having me oh you're welcome it's great to have you on and to talk about this because we are always chatting about buying a property on my facebook group the single mum vine Uh, it's something so many single mums want to do Um, and look I mentioned in the intro that you have this insight to help parents with kids to plan ahead when it comes to property which is why I was quite interested in talking to you on this subject I mean it's so important in many aspects isn't it because as kids grow they have different needs and I know from my personal experience I purchased a townhouse four years ago my girls rooms on the ground level and I'm upstairs and I remember thinking look this is not ideal because you know when they were younger you want to be nearer them at night but now they're 12 and 15 it's absolutely brilliant because they've got their own space to hang out with their friends and it's so important isn't it to have that foresight when you're buying because this is a long-term commitment yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, ideally, if you buy a home, you should really look for, for the long term because, as everyone knows, buying and selling property, it's not just the cost of the property itself, but all the other costs with it, you know, the stamp duty, the solicitor. So the longer you can you can stay in a property and the, the longer the property works for you and your family, you know, the, the better you can uh, guarantee you know that every single penny that the property makes you can hang on to and you don't have to shell it out into moving on to the next one because you you feel that you've outgrown it mm, so you kind of have to look into the future a little bit don't you there, mm, and think, absolutely okay, you know the kids are the kids are, are young now but they're, they're older for longer really they're only it's such a short time that they're young and they need mm. perhaps that space to run around in the garden because when they get to the young teenagers which is where we both are with our children they tend to go out I mean mine go and hop on a bus and go out they don't hang out in the garden anymore 
No, absolutely. So it's not just about looking how big your garden is for for the for now, but you know what have you got for the future around the property that you know that that the kids can hang out in the future. You know, is it a local community center? Is it a park that's safe and and has great um, space for you know preteens to, to have a chat on a Friday afternoon after school? You know. Is there, um, you know, other facilities that you you feel safe that in the knowledge that if they were to go there when once they're 12, 13 or older, um, you'd be quite happy to let them go on their own because, you know, the streets around your home are safe mm. um, and you have, you know, public transport at their, at their um, fingertips. You know, all those things um, that you might not necessarily need now, but if it's already there um, and you can use it for the future, it's a great, a, a great advantage. Yeah, and um, number one tip from me, make sure you're near a bus stop. Because <laughs> <laughs> then you can Absolutely. get your kids to get the bus everywhere instead of driving them. <laughs> yeah, oh gosh, I, I know all about that. So I, I live in, uh, in the inner west in Sydney, and so we've got, um, we've got light rail, we've got the train, and we've got buses. So having multiple options that, you know, there is great. It is, yeah. Hey, now we'll get into the questions, and I'm going to start them on a high and get our listeners excited about home buying so can you tell us why we should enter the home buying market and what are the advantages to us as single mums well, the, 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 the advantages are, are multifold, really. Firstly, there is the financial security. So when you when you live in a home, you can actually save quite a, a, a little nest egg in terms of capital growth, which you then use to potentially renovate that property that you're in in the future um, or buy an investment property. But it also can prop up your pension. Um, a quality home that outperforms the market will make more money that than you could ever get on a pay rise, you know, um, and, and, and that money could perhaps allow you to buy a slightly bigger home next time or in a better suburb, for example. So once you've got your foot on that first rung of the ladder and that first choice that you make is really good it gives you multiple options um now we all know that women are still lagging behind in in the male population in terms of super so you know having that money in your home could could be a way of catching up Mm. um you know furthermore it's also about independence you know if you when you're renting you're at the behest of a landlord so you know they could end the lease unexpectedly but they could also up the rent you know, regularly. So this can cause, you know, emotional stress, but also financial stress. When, when if you have a mortgage locked in, it's, it's much more stable. You know, you, you can lock it in for a number of years. You can do half locked in and half variable so that you, you, you know your budget for the time to come. Um, and I've seen it myself. It, it, it's also a way of providing security and stability for your children. Um, I remember when I was renting uh, we we couldn't put anything on the walls, and my, my kids were always asking me to hang their artwork, you know, when they came home from school on the walls, and we couldn't because our landlords were particularly particular. Um, and it, it's only a small thing, but it matters nonetheless, you know. Um, my daughter can now hang whatever she wants in her room, and and being a preteen, she certainly does. Um, but it's also the same story for for putting your personality in the property. You know, you can't paint the walls, you. It's it's much more restrictive that way. So it's it's both emotional um, and just financial uh, security that you have when when you do buy your own property. 
There's some brilliant points there. Um, most importantly, it's so much more than, I mean, it's wonderful that it's your home and it's your security, but it is that first rung on the ladder, isn't it? To kind of moving up and getting a, uh, getting some financial security. But I love the final point that you made about making the home your own. I think that's really important. In fact, as I mm. mentioned earlier, we've been in our house for four years and we were so excited about the fact that we could paint a wall any colour we wanted. Both of my <laughs> girls' rooms have been painted three times in four years. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and now I'm like, that's it. This last one is the final colour because this is just getting too much. Like it's all that's worn brilliant. off. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. But it's also things like, you know, putting in wardrobes and, 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 changing the carpet and, and all that, those little touches that really make it more comfortable for you. Um, but also uh, giving your, your kids that sense of ownership too, you know? Mm, exactly. And I think for a lot of um, co-parenting couples as well, if you're both renting, there's a lot of moving around happening there in two different houses. It was important mm. for me because my ex-husband is renting and does have to do the moving around, you know, gets a notice and has to move on. So it was important mm. for me that there was at least one home that was going to stay there and it was going to be their stability so I think that's a really important one for single mums as well that you know kids just have at least one space that they know is not going to change in the uh, you know and not not in the kind of two, sort of not soon you know they mm. kids from divorce they, things are always changing for them they yeah. need some things to be they need some stability in their life and that's what a home is isn't it yeah Look, the general need with my lovely audience of single mums is to buy a house to live in, a place they and their children can settle, to grow and call home. Um, are we in danger of focusing too much on this and how much thought should we be putting into whether the property is a good investment? Well, the, the short answer is yes. And, and I would say that a, a lovely home and, and a good investment are not mutually exclusive. You know, if you pick the right property, you can have the best of, of both worlds. So it's it's about knowing what you want as a, what you want from the home, but also what you you know that you need from the investment. So your home will be the biggest financial commitment you'll make in your life. So you need to make sure it works as hard as possible for your financial future, uh, as well as provide you know obviously that wonderful place to live in. So. When I look at my clients as a home buyer, I, I always recommend thinking as an investor and as I would ask an investor to think as an owner occupier. Now, thinking um, about both parts will, will, will allow you to get the best property possible. So um, in terms of let's get technical here, um, the median price of any suburb indicates the middle point of what all apartments or houses have sold for. So that means 50% are cheaper and 50% are more expensive. Now, when you look at the median price growth of the suburb, as in how have the price has risen over the years, it shows you the same. 50% will have become more expensive, and the other 50% will have also become more expensive, but less than the median growth, which means that they are effectively losing money against everyone else that have made more than the median price growth. So when people say you will always make money in real estate as long as you hold on to it long enough, they may be right, but how do you measure that? So I would counter that the money may be made, but it may still be a lot less than everyone else. So they've actually lost a heap of money in real terms. Now, 
as a buyer's agent, this is what I do. This is what I educate my clients on. And, and I show them what kinds of properties have, have the markers to indicate that they have the true potential to outperform that median for the future. And is there, I mean, obviously you really know your staff, so you're able to talk to these people that you work with and Mm. explain to them how it works. Is there a graph or some sort of resource out there where you can get this information (laughs) or do you just have to kind of be one of those people like you who are in the know? Look, it's definitely, for me, it comes a a second nature. It's this thing that as soon as I walk in the property or even before I go into a property, I already know that this is going to be a good one or no. And, and, you know, sometimes I'm I'm still wrong. Um, But there's definitely resources out there that, you you know, my website, for example, has several articles where you can say, okay, this is what is always important. This is, you know, you can compromise on this, but don't compromise on that. So, just you know you need to do your research and and then um make sure that the source that you're using is not a spruker you know it's someone who's a has a reputable has a a good reputation in the industry and you know is not selling you something that they obviously want to get rid of Mm, yeah okay understand um i think it is very important to um yeah to talk to somebody who knows what they're doing and also it's mm. about what's happening in the future in that particular area as well isn't it you know if they're perhaps building a I know up on the Sunshine Coast where I live um, there was an area that was very popular to buy because of the hospital a new hospital going in so it's people mm. you need people who have got that that um, insight into what's going to happen um, and whether those things that are happening will increase or decrease property prices and as everyday mm. normal people we just don't really know that kind of stuff but someone such as yourself would know that straight away yeah it's you, it's very important to do your due diligence but I would say you know be careful about um you know, speculating, you know, you really, you're better off going with what is there, what are the facts, what is actually happening, as opposed to the government is thinking of doing this Mm. 10 years down the track, because governments are notorious for changing their minds, and and you might be left in the suburb that may never have what they promised in the first place, you know, so I think, um, DA checks, for example, are are available online, and you can look exactly what the neighbourhood is doing, um, and and that's already happening right now as we speak. So I think, yeah, stick stick with the facts is yeah. the most important thing. Mm. Yeah, great advice. Um, look, we know if we like a property by the location, the look and the feel. Um, but what are the key things, I suppose it's what we're kind of talking about a little bit now, what are the key things to look for mm. to know if our dream home is going to be a good investment? So somebody such as myself who knows very little about the property market, if I walk into a home, what should I look for to know that mm. it could be a good investment for me? Well, look, I could talk about this for days because there are so many aspects of you know what makes a good investment. So let's start with this in order for a home to be a good investment it needs to be attractive to the largest buyer pool possible even in the down market such as now Um, and that means that underlying demand for that property will mean that you can always sell it so you know god forbid something happens and and your circumstances change and you have to sell you don't want to be left with a property that is very difficult to sell or god forbid for less money than you bought it for So there are many factors that 
will make a good investment and you need to have that right combination and a difference from from suburb to suburb so not having off-street parking in one suburb may not be as big of a deal as it would be in another suburb or a weatherboard home in a suburb full of double-story brick modern homes will not be as desirable as if you were to buy a modern brick home you know um so you've got to always think is it attractive to as many people as possible now There needs to be a distinction here that a good investment may not have anything to do with what you specifically are looking for in the property. It's important to make that distinction. However, they're not mutually exclusive. Um, Some general rules I use are location is crucial. So make all the compromises you want to, but don't ever compromise on location in terms of, I always start with never buy on yellow roads. Now, we all have kids, so this might resonate, and this you'll never forget this now. Don't eat yellow snow. Don't buy on yellow roads. <laughs> I will never forget that now. Thank you very now, much. <laughs> and, and this is something you cannot compromise on because as soon as you do, these yellow roads, for example, on Google Maps, they indicate higher volumes of traffic. They usually have pulse routes on them. And these are the types of homes that currently are the ones that have dropped significantly in the value or you can't sell at all. Because people are turned off even when they look just looking on domain or real estate. They see the address and they will not inspect. Um, so therefore you won't have a buyer. You are better off moving to a suburb further out, but in a better street than buying on a really busy road in your preferred, more expensive suburb. Mm. Second thing I would say is internal light is crucial. Now, in an apartment, this can't be improved. You know, you're stuck with the light that is that is with a house there may be options to improve it but you have to be careful um so while you may make that compromise when you buy it for the future it will mean lower interest from buyers unless you are guaranteed that you can change it you know with with light wells or renovation or things like that because you know ultimately no buyer wants to to live in a cave no matter how cheap the place is um floor plans are also important so um, no balconies off bedrooms, for example. They simply they don't add any value and they don't get used as much. So if you're buying an apartment, you need a balcony off the living area. Um, for houses, this means good flow to the outside. You know, you want to be able to see the kids playing outside when you're cooking, for example. I mean, we all know that if you can't hear them, they're probably up to no good. So mm-hmm. <laughs> you've got to be able to see them. Um other things about, you know, um, floor plans, for example, a bathroom close to bedrooms would be better for future capital growth, but it's also much more practical. You know, nobody wants the kids traipsing up and down the stairs in the middle of the night um, to go to the loo. Um, I mean, these are just a couple of factors. I mean, there's many more that I could mention. We probably don't have time for this. <laughs> but um, I also co-present uh, a podcast, a weekly podcast with Marcus Roberts, who's a planner called Sydney Property Insider. Um, look it up on Google. We're on iTunes and Spotify and all other apps where you can download podcasts. And there's quite a few episodes on how to find the right property and, and what not to compromise on. So there, there are some really good hints on these podcasts. They're only about 20 to 30 minutes long. So if you have the time, I suggest um, listening to those because they are very insightful. 
Mm, yeah, because as you said, there is so much, isn't there? So much information and Instagram. Yeah. You've given us some really good examples. So, and I was just thinking as you were saying it, um, I have got um, a, apartments at the end of my garden and they've got balconies off of the bedroom. And I don't think I've ever seen anyone on, on them at all. No. So they are, they are very rarely used, but I would never have thought... Um, about that when looking at a property so it's really good to have that insight from you um, but there are and I think it's about looking at it through not only your own eyes and what you like but what other people mm. will like as well so fantastic advice thank you um, so we'll move on to the next one which is what are the biggest mistakes so this is very important <laughs> we can make um, at the property mm. buying stage and how can mm. we avoid them well, there are quite a few, but let's talk about a couple. Um, taking an agent, a selling agent's word for things. So um, always, always, always do your own due diligence. Um, I talked to clients out of a house once because our research revealed not only that the local government were going to build a tunnel right under the home, which is material fact and, and legally should have been disclosed by the vendor and agent. But also the double garage to the rear had been built illegally over the main water sewer, which means that the water authority could have come in at any time and demanded access and claim damages. But the final nail in the coffin was the disclosure of a duty planner at council that the land on which the house stood was contaminated. Now, we ran away, but the house ended up selling to another couple with young kids over $1.7 million. Now, this is shocking. I mean, obviously, this is like the worst case scenario, but always do your own research. Now, remember also that the selling agents are trained negotiators and, and they're transactionally minded. So they're, they're very skilled in objection handling. Any, any negative that you bring up, they'll have you know, a positive spin on it. So do your research thoroughly, pay for quality advice, always get a building and pest, a strata report and get the contract reviewed. Um, I, I believe you simply can't rely on family members or friends to say that the property looks okay um, as they won't be paying any of the bills when it comes to, you know, once you realize you've bought a dud. Um, a good advisor will give you a full-scale assessment, the, the good, the bad and the ugly and and I'm all about going in eyes wide open. You know, no property is perfect. It doesn't matter what your budget is. Um, but try and uncover every stone and then reassess whether the property is still right for you along the way. Um, this also applies to pricing the property right. You know, just because the agent tells you a certain price, it doesn't mean it's worth it. So do your research. Um, and here it's really important that you you don't let your heart rule what you pay for it, as the bank won't you know won't care about it when it comes to them doing a valuation. An easy way to do your own pricing is to look at uh, past sales on domain um, and real estate. Um, they have a tab there uh, at the top of the of the page where you can look at past sales. You can put in the 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 price range that you're looking in, and then you can critically compare those properties that come up that have sold recently. So you can look at land size, location, size of property, aspect, you know, internal fit out, is the kitchen better or worse than the property you're looking at? And that should give you a really fair assessment. Um, I think this is the one transaction where you really can't afford for your heart to rule your head. Um, finally, I would say, 
never ever buy new or off the plan. Uh, it's too risky. There is no strata history uh, to see how the, the building has been run in the past and how they've been dealing with issues. And there's no build quality history either. So you generally have to pay a premium for new anyway, um, which can take more than I mean, five years to recover from, you know. Um, so, so don't be swayed by the shiny model home and the million cushions on the bed in the display uh, unit. So having said all of the above, I mean, still remember that being adversarial with a selling agent won't get you anywhere. <laughs> the most of them are just trying to do their job like everyone else. But just ask lots of questions and, and you'll get more information out of them if you're if you're nice about it, because they'll 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 try and talk to you and they'll they'll give you more information, um, and and that way you can you know you can research what's what's real and what's not. Yeah, always be nice to people. It gets you a long way. It's what I teach my children. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> just smile, absolutely. use your manners. Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> um, very interesting um, about the buying new or off plan that you mentioned because mm. I'd always been under the impression that it was good to do that because you had this warranty and some sort of tax benefits from it as well. But that's not the case, no. No, look, the, the tax benefits are usually built into the selling price you know if they give right. you a guaranteed rental return that's built into the selling price um don't forget that these these uh, developments are made for profit and the profit is coming out of your pocket so definitely since the the 19s and and, and more recent um you know it's it's the, these big big developments um are not built for quality of living. They're just purely about making money. And what you get get then is a cookie cut um, a cookie cutter model, which might not work for you. And and having no history into um, you know the, how the building has actually held up the, t the test of time is is a very risky proposition. Um, you're better off buying something that is at least seven years old because that strata report is worth its weight in gold. Um, and you can research and look. You know how what are the strata levies like? What are they using them for? Um, if people have an issue in the building. Does it get rectified? Are people interested, or is it just investors who, you know, just want their rental return and and really don't care about the upkeep of the building? Mm. Um, so you know, it's 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 a risky business. I stay well away from it. Yeah, really interesting to hear that. Um, so, mm. would you recommend that we use a broker to help with the home buying process? Um, and is there anyone else that we should involve to make sure that we're receiving the best advice? Mm. Well, if you're referring to a mortgage broker, then yes, absolutely. Um, I like to use the, the, the following analogy, which imagine you're in the market for a new car, but you're not sure which one. Well, when you walk into a Volkswagen dealership, they will try to sell you a Volkswagen, any Volkswagen. You know, they're, they're not going to mention any of the other brands out there, will they? And if they do, it will only be to make the Volkswagen look even better. So, so that's the same with banks. You know, they will only recommend the services and rates that they have available. Um, a reputable broker will be able to source the best deal in the market that works for you, having looked at all the services that, that are out there. So definitely use a broker um 
generally the the rule of thumb should be you know good independent advice is is worth paying for now the brokers get paid through the bank so they're the the, the one exception um, but if you, for example, are in the market to buy and a selling agent is willing to help you buy a property for free or bid on your behalf at auction for free, you have to ask yourself, you know, how is he or she getting paid? Uh, because we all know nothing is really truly for free. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, usually the selling agent will only show you what's available through their agency, for example, and being at auction they will not want you to set a firm limit you know they will talk you into spending more for example um the other advice i would say get a really good conveyancer or a property lawyer um to review the contract or to set up the contract if you're selling um always get a building and pest done if you're buying a house always get a strata report done if you're buying an apartment um, with those, the, the free ones that are supplied by the vendor or the agents um, very often aren't worth the paper they're written on. But, you know, they, they're picked for a reason. Usually the, the, the building pest inspector or the strata uh, report company are, let's say, very positive or more positive than they should be. So it's worth getting, you know, an independent report done. Um now, it's, it's worth paying for a buyer's agent if you are time poor or if you don't know the area or you haven't bought before. Um, an experienced buyer's agent will give you back your time with your family. They reduce stress and, and can make sure that you buy the right property at the right price or, or definitely can make sure you walk away from the wrong property like I, I mentioned before. So they can be engaged for a full search where they do everything for you or a one property valuation only uh, if you have found the place that you want to buy or they can just bid for you at auction. Now, for all of the people that I mentioned, you need to make sure that they're experienced and they're properly licensed and insured. Um, You know, I also, again, I recommend listening to the podcast, Sydney Property Insiders, and, and others that give independent advice. This will, you know, this will build your confidence and knowledge base. You know, um, there's definitely, I know that there's been research done um, surrounding, uh, you know, how men and women approach uh, life differently. And there's such a thing as the confidence gap um, where, you know, there was a, um, a research where there was um, uh, it was Hewlett Packard, I believe, that um, that placed an ad, and they, they 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 looked into how men and women approached applying for the job differently. So they found that um, men would apply even if they only had something like sixty percent of the required skill base. Now women would only apply if they had 90% or more of the required um, things that they were looking for. So, it's an, it, you know, a lot of men tend to wing it and, and this confidence that they have inherently is something that women look at differently. So women are a lot more looking for, if they don't know what I'm doing, I'm going to find out and research what I'm doing. And I think that's definitely true in property buying. So I would say if you're not that confident listen to podcasts, look on websites of experienced property buyers, um, you know, building and pest inspectors and things like that so that you can feel confident um, 
in in approaching an agent and asking the right questions and then determining whether the property is right for you or not. That's so true about men and women, isn't it? I, I'm definitely, yeah. <laughs> I, as you were chatting, I was thinking, oh, yes, I would definitely be doing my research and getting advice um, mm. for, for when I purchase my next property. Um, and I think there are just some things in life that are so big, such large commitments that you just need to put in some experts and get a network of support around you. And it will make the process more enjoyable, but it will save you money um, as well. And as you said, stop making some you could make some really massive mistakes in this area, mm. couldn't you? And yeah, you're paying for that absolutely, literally absolutely. for a long time. Um, look, Michelle, that's all we've got time for really today. Um, I wish we could talk for longer because I'm sure <laughs> I feel there's so much more we could discuss on this topic. Look, you've got um, a special for our listeners who might be thinking of, of buying a home, whether to live in or for an investment or both. Um, can you just tell us a bit about that and also where the listeners can go to find out more about you um, and also the podcast that you mentioned? Yeah, sure. So I offer a free 20-minute consultation through my website. Um, I'm really happy to chat to anyone um, who is thinking about buying a property and, and I just want to help make you, you know, help you make better property buying decisions. So um, you can find me on michellemay.com.au. Um, at the bottom, you can just um, – Give me your phone number or your email and I will get in touch with you and we'll set up a time to, to have a chat about what it is you're trying to do um, because, uh, you know, I'm really passionate about, especially for, for women, making sure that they make the right decision and, and really make that property work harder for you as well as providing a wonderful home for your family. So, yeah, I do get in touch that way. Um, otherwise, um, my podcast is Sydney Property Insider. So that's sydneypropertyinsider.com.au. There's lots of podcasts on there with various topics um, that will hopefully give you um, some more knowledge there um, and, and confidence in, in making that, that right decision. Um, I'm also on Instagram, Michelle May Barris agent, uh, <laughs> where I take happy snaps. Um, and um, if you want to get in touch through the phone, I'm happy to – um, talk to you anytime. It's 043234693. That's great. And um, I don't know, people come into podcasts through various different forms now, iTunes and Spotify, but if people are yes. coming through my website, beanstalkmums.com.au to um, listen to this podcast, then there will be a link that goes directly through to Michelle's website. And from there, you can reach all of her platforms. Um, everyone's so easy to find online nowadays. Yes, <laughs> we have such, such huge presence. <laughs> and look, you, you've been so helpful. Um, not only are you clearly armed with the facts and the experience, but I can tell that you are very passionate about helping people to buy property. And I, I have the sense that you'd work tirelessly um, to find the right property for the right buyer. And as single mums, that is something that we need someone to be on our side. So, so thank you for taking the time to chat to me today, Michelle. Thank you so much, Lucy. I'd loved, um, I love being on the show and um, I hope um, people enjoyed the information. Oh, they will. They will be lapping it up and, and probably already thinking about the, the, this next new home they're going to get. 
<laughs> I hope so. I hope so. So to all the single mums listening, I know buying property can seem daunting, but like everything, if you reach out and choose the right expert support, it will be easier than you think and maybe even enjoyable as well. Um, for so many, I know for me, there's nothing more important than having the security of your own home um, and walls that you can paint as many times as you like. <laughs> <laughs> Until next time, ladies, goodbye.